Hey guys, this is Liz Cambay. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Esther Carson. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. How's it going, WNBA Nation? Steve Schwartzman here. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to give you a quick update to our programming for the next few weeks. Of course, with the recent events surrounding COVID-19, the coronavirus, and how it's affected everyone in a lot of different ways, work lives, home lives, sports lives, uh, we wanted to make a few efforts on our end. For now, through the month of April, we'll be releasing sneak previews of our upcoming Patreon content uh, week on week, uh, giving you an opportunity to get a look at some of the content and some of the programs that we've been working on and putting together. Uh, these will run on our main feed and will be there for you to look at. Of course, our current Patreon backers will still get those a day or two early as an incentive for their support to the show. And then after the month of April, those will be exclusive to our Patreon backers. First sneak preview will actually be an episode that we released earlier in the month of March to our Patreon backers. This is the first of two episodes of Orange and Oatmeal. Uh, you may have seen this before on our feed, and of course, it's been on Patreon several times since we've kicked that off. Orange and Oatmeal is really basic. It's a free flow discussion, open forum uh, amongst all of our hosts that we have every single month. Uh, it's not necessarily specific to any topic. It's an opportunity for us to break into really anything from sports to pop culture, anything else in between. Every March, we do a bracket episode. Each each host creates their own topic bracket. We put them together. Generally, it's a lot of fun. This year, we spent so much time on it. We had such a good time. We decided to split that into two parts. So this is part one. Uh, you'll be seeing part two before long. Enjoy. Yum, yum. I love me some oranges and oatmeal. Hey, hey, uh, Patreon WNBA Nation. I don't have a name for you guys anymore, but how's it going? And welcome to our return edition of Orange and Oatmeal um, for the month of March 2020. Um, I started this really poorly, but the, the, we, we don't edit these episodes much. So this is the intro you're getting. I'm going to get out of this hole as fast as I can. It's all four of us this time. Jason, Logan, Kyle, how is everyone? Hey. So good, man. I'm ready. Yeah. Very, very sorry. I'm on three hours of sleep. So <laughs> that was not nearly yeah, as polished as I, it would have been, but I, I think we're all running a little bit on empty. I know Kyle had low sleep. I'm guessing Logan probably did too. I I had a giant exam this morning, so I basically didn't sleep last night. So this is a this is the equivalent of like a what you know those like drunk shows where they do like drunk history or something like that. This is like <laughs> just sleep, us deprived sleep deprived shows. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the thing about it is uh, that it's it's me and Kyle. Like, oh yeah, we went to watch basketball and then we talked in Steve's driveway for a while. And and if Logan was up late, it was for you know whatever reason. Maybe it was my job, or maybe it was like, hey, I watched this thing and it was interesting. And Jason's like, I'm trying to be a doctor. <laughs> I get it. I'm not saving lives, but sleep, man. Um, that is that just your go-to excuse for everything now? Like anytime someone's like, you know, if if Cammy's just like, you left the butter out again. I told you to put that in the fridge. I'm trying to be a doctor. Like, I'm sorry, I was trying to become a doctor. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, my to being a lives. doctor was inconvenience. <laughs> was an inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because it's the opposite. Because if I ever tried to pull that, I would get in so much trouble. 
Like, <laughs> it's like, no, no, you're pulling your weight around the house, whether you're going to yeah. be a doctor or not. Like, <laughs> why do you think we're joking about Cammy you doesn't doing put up it. with crap? I like, like it. Sorry, Cammy, were were you busy trying to become a doctor, or was that me? <laughs> sorry, did you, sorry, did you say something? I'm. See, I'm doctor prepping over here. The good news is, Jason, is that Barbados is nice enough. You could probably sleep outside just fine. Oh, I... <laughs> so um, it's March uh, as this is being released. We're not going to say what actual month it is as we're recording it, but it's March. Um, but that means something significant, right? Is it's something bracket time? Is it bracket? That's what it is. It's a uh, February. Um, snack it's bring March brackets. I, nothing rhymes with brackets. That joke would have worked, but nothing rhymes with brackets. I couldn't think of another word. We just we were just getting Jeff ready for the fight. I couldn't think of another word. You're right. That is hard. Yeah, no, I've, anyway. I've spiritually been. It's been March for like a week, even though like the tail end of February continues to drag on. Um, it's it's March. We're all thinking of it. I mean, but thus March thus is a state March of mind. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March is just a it it gets it really gets you through February. February doesn't get enough credit for possibly being the worst month of the year. It like. It is people oh, claim I tell, January. I tell everybody that February is the worst. It is. We're not even, yeah. no, even going to do that bracket because it is the worst. It's the Mercury of months. Yeah. Yes. People cl- oh. And not the Phoenix Mercury. <laughs> please, but the I was going to say, Mercury. please, we have to, we have to clarify to any of you patrons that aren't familiar with this. We did a bracket before on a previous show that we did together uh, of the uh, planets in the solar system. And we ranked Pluto ahead of Mercury, even though it's not even a planet anymore, uh, because Mercury's (laughs) the closest to the sun and it's not even the hottest planet. So it can't even get that right. So Mercury's always in the bottom. So we're not referencing the Phoenix Mercury. It's just a rock (laughs) with gas. It's just a big like fart. That's all Mercury is. (laughs) And so, so if you hear that reference, don't like, Tweet, don't get like Sandy Brondello to like just rip us on Twitter, please. Did you hear like, that'd those be guys really bad. Hate the Mercury? You, no, that's not it said, at all. They said the Mercury are the worst. It's just that you had several no, other planetary options that would have worked. Like, yeah, like it, I remember doing that. First of all, we had what I thought was an ingenious idea, which was is Pluto a planet? Was the play in game? Yeah. Um, it was legitimately like, is it a planet? And if it wins, it's in the bracket. And it beat out Mercury. Um, and it beat out Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Like Pluto had to become a planet, like be considered a planet and then beat Mercury. I would like to think handily. <laughs> yeah. Like probably to the woodshed, like, like second string, like Pluto's second string was in the game for most of the second half. It wasn't close. You know, the, the funniest thing about that. So this is back when this is way back when on the old show that uh, we all used to do. Uh, Jason and I even weren't on it yet. It was just Steve and Kyle. And I remember listening to that Planets episode in my room and I was yelling at my phone like like Saturn is the gem of the solar system. And then Kyle, I think, was like, you know, Saturn 
has this nickname as the gem of the solar system. And I was like, yes! <laughs> Logan's like, I like this show. I literally... I should become I sh- a host of this show. I just... Look, we don't have time to go into it. I just still stand by Jupiter being ranked higher. And that's just how... That's how it's going to be. <laughs> I'll never forget you and I... This is before we even started recording the show. We spent like an hour trying to figure out justifying not making Earth the one seed. Yeah. Like, like who else beats way? it? Because it just felt, it was just like, does it make me a bandwagoner? It's, like, it's like, yeah, we're bandwagoning for our planet. Uh, Steve, that Earth Homer. Like, this is such like, a good intro for what we're doing today, by the way. This isn't completely yeah. uh, outside the lines. This is just warming everybody. We're like 12 minutes up. into our episode, and people are like, so what are they doing for, on this and episode? This is actually a good way to explain it. So, for our new Patreoners, first and foremost, um, for all of our Patreoners, thank you so much for your continued support. Um, you've done so much to, uh, really help take the show to new and greater heights. Uh, the 2020 has been a whirlwind from the very start. Obviously we announced a rebrand. We, you know, shifted some things around. We've had a lot of fun. We've gotten a really good response and we really wanted to take time to rebolster uh, the Patreon front to give you guys much more of an experience and more opportunities to thank you. And a longstanding tradition is this program called Orange and Oatmeal. And honestly, the idea here is uh, this show kind of has no structure and no rules, just a chance to kind of get to know things. And every March, we have a tradition on Oh No, where we do a bracket episode because it's March Madness, it's brackets, and brackets rule. And uh, so that's mostly what we're going to jump into. So if you're listening to this expecting a typical WNBA Nation experience of a rudimented show with actual segments and talking basketball, this is a bit different. This should hopefully be fun. And if it's not fun... I get it. It might be fun next month, but I like to think it's about to get really good uh, with everything about to do really quick, though, before we hit anything else, because we haven't done this in a while, but this is customary. Uh, Kyle, do we have any audit reports we should give for our Patreoners? Um, basically, hopefully uh, all of you have received your uh, shirts that uh, that you ordered. I know we got in contact with all of you. Uh, some of you have even tweeted out some pictures of those shirts, and we appreciate that awesome. uh, bit of awesome love. Stuff. If, if any of you guys have not received those, um, I've got the tracking numbers. I I need, uh, Maybe I should go hop on and, and track them all, but you should have all received them uh, by to, well, <laughs> I'm sitting here saying this. This is like, you, you're not going to hear this episode for a few more days, but um, I'll, I'll probably check those and make sure that they all got to where they're yeah. uh, destinations but uh yeah so we wanted to give that kickback we we did put a pause uh for some of you that were wondering we're re we're reworking our patreon and you're gonna see some changes with that um we think it's gonna be all really good changes that all of you are gonna be very excited about so we've reworked the patreon we put a pause on payments in february um just because of the because of the transition with the rebrand, with reworking Patreon, we didn't want to have a month where we weren't giving you content. And we just felt like, hey, let's let's put a pause on payments for this month where we're going through this transition. That way they're not paying for something that isn't really coming out. Uh, but we appreciate all of the support 100%. Um, and basically we are now uh, at the position where – um, uh, everything is, uh, our, our costs are being covered every month and we appreciate that so that, uh, it's not coming out of our personal pockets to actually produce this show. So you guys are, uh, blessing our lives big time that way. And our next steps are just doing more quality improvements, uh, being able to, um, uh, 
basically improve the ability that we have to uh, have better sound quality uh, in our regular episodes, as well as especially coming up, hopefully in our interview episodes um, as we push those that will be able to get better and better equipment quality, things like that. So that's all what's coming up on, on the next docket, but that's, that's what you can expect to see uh, from the Patreon money that you guys are uh, so generously bestowing. So thank you. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, we'll be laying out some more details on what the structure is going to look like on our, our next WNBA Nation episode. Uh, so we'll be laying that out for the entire Squared Nation, which I haven't told you guys. That's my, that's my proposed name for like the fan base. Uh, Ooh. cause it's WNBA Nation Nation. So it's Nation, <laughs> nation Squared. Nation. So yeah. I call them Squared Nation. Anyway, it's stupid, but I like <laughs> it. Uh, which is really just kind of my life mantra. Um, Stupid, but I like it. Anyway, uh, we'll be sending that. That meant nothing. We'll be um, laying that out in our next episode, the next week of the week following. So uh, keep some ears on that, but uh, we'll be able to give some more details. A lot of what these changes mean is this is an opportunity for us to offer you more content, offer you some more kickback opportunities, honestly, more bang for your buck, um, and a lot more transparency in you know the level of growth that we're going to be able to reach with your support. Uh, we want to make sure that that there's definitely a direct correlation and you're able to see clearly what your impact, um, you know, the impact that you're making on the show, because it definitely um, we can't tell you how much we've appreciated it. It's been it's absolutely phenomenal. And I think we've been able to structure it in such a way that it, it's going to be uh, even more so at this point. So thank you so much for your continued support. Uh, we absolutely uh, love having you along. None of this would have been possible without you. So um, definitely love doing that. But uh, with all that said, let's get to why we, we even showed up to the dance. Uh, let's talk brackets, uh, my woo! friends. It's that yeah, time. Buddy. I got a woo. Um, that tells me that we're in a good spirit. Here's <laughs> here's how it is going to work. Um, each host has been asked to select a topic for a 16 seed bracket. Uh, in that 16 seed bracket, each host will give four selections. Everyone will get to select their own one, two, three, and four seed. We'll go in a rotation manner. Now. Uh, one, uh, the, the key pieces of information that make this interesting is typically how this works is, uh, we all lay out what our topics are and that gives us all time before recording to do the research. You know, your classic draft research war room stuff. You come in with your picks. Who's going to steal your picks? Who's going to put it together? Here's where things get interesting for this time around to add a twist. None of us know what each other's brackets are yet. So we will be learning these, uh, completely on the fly. Uh, and we'll then have to make our picks completely on the fly. So the, uh, the, the pressure has definitely heightened, uh, which I think makes things much more interesting, much more fun in that way. And one detail that I haven't really laid out to, to even the co-host that I think is, uh, might've been assumed by some of you, but, uh, we'll all be putting together 16 seeds because once all of the brackets are put together, we will then be compiling this into a comprehensive 64 seed bracket for the 2020 orange and oatmeal champion. Uh, and, uh, who knows? We might this even is gonna make... be, this is going to be so intriguing. There, there I don't might... even know what your guys' brackets are. I just know my choice and I'm immediately like that is going to be yeah. very and, interesting. And this ties back to what might've been the best thing we ever did on. This is important, which was the, like the end of year bracket where we took every single debates winner and just had this 
absolutely random bracket yeah. of just objects for like burritos versus rude. Taylor Swift. <laughs> like it was one of the best <laughs> things we ever did. This will be similar. We'll get a chance to, uh, to, to go at it that way, which means I'll have to, uh, design another bracket, which is always a fun thing. We'll throw it out on the Patreon, give you guys a chance just to give it a look, fill out your bracket, do whatever you want with it. Um, and then who knows? Maybe we'll put some polls together. I haven't decided quite yet what we want to do. Here's the problem. I, do you guys remember Brackify? I had this website I loved where you yeah. could compile the bracket. People could go to the website and on the bracket so you didn't have to like flood people's twitter feeds well that website's defunct now oh it no longer exists and yeah i'm like super bummed because uh now i have to basically actually like go and design like get on illustrator and design one so um we'll see but i'd like to actually be able to give you guys a 64 seed bracket so we can officially um determine the 2020 orange and oatmeal March Madness champion. And who knows? We may have a special uh, championship shirt on Store Envy for uh, that given champion. You know, if it's a, uh, we'll you know, maybe the champion will be Sabrina and SQ. Maybe it'll be a Rutabaga. Uh, maybe it'll be carpets <laughs> and that will be the championship shirt. And um, can I, it, is it cool if the rest of the episode is me just listing things? Can I just make that the show at this point? <laughs> Why not? Maybe it's dolphins. Uh, could be Fresca. Uh, you know, it's you know, lots of different ways to make that happen. Uh, could be Dan Cortez. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, you know, former MTV VJ Dan Cortez. Um, so it has everything here. This thing. I'm so glad you got that. Like, I just felt like I was doing a Stefan. That's a, which, by the way, that's a bracket. That's a bracket. A, a, Things a that Stefan, Stefan mentions in yeah. the clubs. <laughs> a Stefan's club bracket is that should exist. There you go. Um, anyway, this is what happens every year, by the way. All of us decide we're going to do a bracket. We're like, okay, we're doing four brackets. By the end of every episode, we have like 90 bracket ideas that we're like, well, I don't know how we're going to pull this off, but we can't not do this because I will be <laughs> up all night. Um, anywho, here is the official layout order. Uh, this is the official order uh, wherewith hosts will reveal their brackets. The first bracket will re be revealed. By and I should note something really fast. Uh, I set this order and then I gave all of the host opportunities to trade their orders and they didn't know them. And it literally was just because why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, life is fun. Um, the first bracket reveal uh, will be... Logan Jones. Yeah. And Good. the order will go as <laughs> such. Basically, um, the, the order will go in a rotation. When it is your revealed bracket, you will go last. Uh, basically, it's a way that you don't get to determine your own order, so you will go last. So, Logan, you'll have the first bracket. Jason, you'll have the second bracket. Kyle, you'll have the third bracket. And then I will uh, take up later and have the final bracket of the episode. Uh, and the order will kind of reflect that. So for the, uh, the line of picks for the Logan bracket, uh, Logan will go fourth. Jason, you'll go third. Kyle, you'll go second. I'm giving myself the first pick of a mystery bracket. I need you guys to understand how much I should be appreciated for legitimately taking one for the team. <laughs> Cause there's nothing worse than being the first pick. And that's even when you know what the bracket is going to be. <laughs> We're all going to get that tonight. Aren't we? Yeah. But I'm doing the first ones. I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm legitimately your cup bearer. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. 
Yeah, the episode's success does hinge on this pick. That's true. So, um, once we get to your, so, so basically once we get to your bracket is when you'll announce it. So don't get ready to announce now. You'll have to wait till your, it's time to do your actual bracket. But gosh, with that, are there just any last questions before we do this thing? Let's, let's go. Well, with that, uh, Patreoners, listeners, friends, um, distinguished and honored co-hosts, faculty, uh, chancellors, the 2020 Orange and Oatmeal March Madness uh, Bracket Extravaganza commences now. Logan, you have the floor. Please tell us uh, what the first bracket selection will encompass. Awesome. I'm so excited for this, you guys. We've danced around this a little bit in several conversations we've each had. I, I think we've we've even gotten to the point where we've started to rank, but we've never been official about it, and I want to make it official. My bracket is going to be the 16 most thrilling plays in sports. Oh, wait. And I have I, a so, clarification question. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately I, I started thinking things. So, gene- are we talking so about not, plays or are we talking about specific moments so that... I mean like, plays, not like 2013 Lillard point nine over Houston. Okay, so you're you saying know, like a grand... Like, oh, I don't want to give a examples. A type of but, sports yeah, moment. A type right. of sports moment. Like, that, what is the, a generic moment. One to okay. 16, the most exciting plays to see in sports. Okay. The most exciting type of play to see in sports. And Steve is first. So Steve now has to <laughs> surf his mind through all of sports ever. Jeez. To determine. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. It's interesting because I actually think you guys might already know my selections. First of all, Logan, is there any, any other descriptors? Do we jump right in? Uh, just the clarification that, that Kyle asked for is, is that, yeah, it doesn't have to be based on, you know, the you know the kick six is an example of like oh everyone remembers that play that was exciting it doesn't have to be like it can like, be that play kick, right. but it's not that kick, reference kick, re- kick return for touchdown would be the selection correct right yeah. like that okay. type of play is is the most got it okay okay oh man all right um this is interesting so so uh so I'll go first Kyle you're gonna be second Jason third then Logan you'll you'll be the fourth selection. So this is the first seeds. Uh, these are going to be at the at the top of this particular bracket, which I guess well, that wouldn't work in this case, would it? We actually would do one through 16 in this case, wouldn't we? I'm just realizing that that's how we actually want to do it. What do you okay. think? What do you mean? Well, I, I, I did like ones, twos, threes, and fours. Actually, we would just do oh, it more yeah. rudimentary one through style. 16. One yeah. through 16. So. Well, I guess I'm just retyping stuff. This will take two more seconds, which is good because, you know, not that I need to stall or anything. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> this is really intense. Um, okay, here's the deal. A game winner probably has elements into this in some way, which is why, and I don't think you guys are going to be shocked, the walk-off home run is the top selection because... Game winners are important and matter. The walk-off home run is punctuated in a lot of ways that make it the most dramatic because it doesn't have a time element to it. Walk-offs have a finality to them. It's, you know, baseball's pitch by pitch. What adds the next level, honestly, is sound and texture. The The cadence of a walk-off home run is built for pure elation because it's a crack of a bat. It's an immediate shock. 
it's watching the ball rise and then like the final ex- piece of excitement. Um, and then on top of that, you get the rudimented choreographed celebration rounding the bases the the whole team waiting for you so they can celebrate. So it's more than just the rush the field and and jump into a pile. Like you you actually have to like ceremoniously wait and do it and you crowd the player who did it and you know you tear off their jersey unless it's Jose Altuve and uh you know you give them you know the you know that moment. I think texture wise, sound wise in every way the walk off home run to me is the most exciting play in all of sports. Nice. I like that. I like that. I uh didn't like that at all. <laughs> I, I, th- this whole thing was my idea, and it was a stupid idea, and I don't like how I feel right now. <laughs> if, uh, if it makes I stand you feel by better. my, I stand by my selection, but yeah. So that I've wasn't been, fun. I've been thinking about because I get to think about it because I came up with the bracket idea. I've been thinking about it all day. That is one of about two or three options that I, I had for number one. Probably, I, probably I, the first. I was nervous that you were gonna pick something that I was gonna disagree with number one overall, but. That one is a safe bet that I'm like, yeah, like there's an argument for that being number one overall for sure. I like, yeah, it. I think, I think I feel good about that. I, I'm what I'm now planning on because I can't do research <laughs> is someone's going to call something. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that like this, I, I'm interested to see how much I disagree with something knowing that I like everything's going to come to my attention. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. That said, walk off home run is the top seed in the, uh, Exciting sports plays bracket. We're going to have to figure out the, I'm just going to call it best sports plays for now. We'll find a name for it later. Cool. Uh, the best sports plays bracket in the Logan region. Um, so anyway, walk of home run is the top seed. Kyle, you have the second seed. Um, it's a basketball podcast. We're going to go with a basketball uh, play. And uh, this is a buzzer beater at the end of a game to win to, to win the game. Buzzer beater to win the game. Um, and uh, I think it's be, we've seen a few of those uh, recently. I mean, Tierra McCowan in her WNBA debut had one of these. And to this to this day, that's I think about that probably on like a weekly basis. Uh, we've seen. Uh, Elena Deladon have some, you know, obviously you, Diana Taurasi's had just a pile of them throughout her career. And when we, back in the day when we would do our triple W's, we had like play of the week and it was always some sort of, you know, buzzer beater, not always to win the game, but it, you know, those often were the ones that were winning by votes. And so, um, I think just based on experience and, and kind of overall across the board, I think a buzzer beater to win the game. Uh, in the game of basketball has got to be my two seed. I like that. I think it, it's, if you were to ask me the sound component, like I would, I'd put that just behind walk. Like the yeah. Crack of and, bat. and, it, and I thought of it like I, I, when you said the crack of the bat and the cheer of the crowd, like I was like, yeah, the sound of the buzzer and then the crowd erupting, like, mm-hmm. like uh, in, in such quick succession, you know, like, if the ball's in the air and the buzzer has sounded and then the ball goes through and the crowd erupts like, like that quick transition of sound from a buzzer to a crowd erupting is, is just amazing. And I, yeah, I think the audio behind it, the visual of the ball floating, you know, going through the net. Like I think it's, there's just a lot of things to like about it. I think that by the way, sorry, I keep talking. I need to stop, but, uh, 
I think that's what sort of added though to the Derek Hamby thing because it wasn't a buzzer beater. <laughs> there was something yeah because about, there was like four <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> there was something about legitimately like you, your brain's like it was a buzzer beater, but it wasn't. It was yeah. a five second beater, and that's what made that a unique moment. Was like because every single person like what is she? Oh. Like, well, I think it was it Asia was Wilson that was down like under the hoop wide open that all she had to do was pass it to her for like an easy bucket. And instead she heaved it and every, and Asia was like, what are you doing? And then when it went through, she was like, oh yeah, yeah like the, the you could see no, Asia's no, no, yes. transition there. Yeah. Uh, so any, uh, <laughs> any other thoughts about the buzzer beater gentlemen? Uh, only that it's, it's emphasized by that. No, 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 no. Yes. Cause sometimes it is like kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, like a mid range shot or someone gets a rebound and puts it back up off the glass and those are just as exciting. But when it's someone shooting from way outside or from half court or something like that, it, it has the added element of like the time elapsed in the air where the buzzer goes off mm-hmm. is like, like your brain tries to calculate whether it's going to be close or not. Yeah. And and you can't catch up to it in time. So you kind of try to figure out like, you know, that looks pretty good. And by the time you can process that information, it goes through the net. Yeah. 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 It's good it's- stuff. Um, and, and this is on top of the fact that, of course, Logan's favorite male basketball player um, forces buzzer beaters because it's not, oh, I'm going to inbound the ball with a second left. It's I'm going to approach my side of the court with 20 seconds left, and then I'm standing there because I'm going to take a bad shot and win the game. That's true. Well, some, <laughs> and he does sometimes it. he does it with no time. Sometimes he does it with plenty of time. But the, the fact yeah. is he does it. So. Because that was uh, listening to you talk about the moment is great because the thought process is one of the most most unique elation sports moments ever, which is it was 20 full seconds of like, all right, maybe now. okay, maybe you should go now. okay, like really, if you don't go right now, there's no time. He's going to shoot it, isn't he? It's it's like there's this weird like dread of like, oh, crap, this is is bad. By the way, I still stand by like – there, there's so many moments that are like, that's the shot or like, that's the play or that's the throw or that's, I want that to be called the bad hmm. shot. That's what Portland, I want that moment to be called. Portland Twitter has, has often referred to it as the bad shot. Now I think it's caught on. That's um, my favorite nickname of a moment. It, ever. It possibly. literally gets to the point where he's got about four seconds left and he's not making a move to the basket. And your brain thinks, Man, he's a freaking legend if he actually attempts this and it goes down. And then it actually goes in and you're like, I really didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> I really didn't. That Anyways, was... Yeah, buzzer beater, definitely a top top two, top three. Yeah. Like, I can't see it any other way. It, so. it, not that I did any prep, but it would have been my number two. Yeah, like, I take it. Let's go ahead and move on to our third selection. Jason. Okay, Um. so... There's a couple of football plays I don't think we're going to be able to keep out of the sweet uh, out of the top 16, but I'm going to do what I can to keep them out of the top four. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go outside of what you would consider the traditional American sports, or at least the the popular three or four. Uh, I'm going to go with the golfing hole in one. Oh, that was I was so close to putting that number at, at my pick, Jason. I yeah. was I was so close. The difference is because of the uh, um, like the crowd, right? Like, like, yeah, yeah. but no, dude, it, that's amazing. It's it's a silent elation because it's golfing. But uh, it's one of those, and it's it's so rare that when it happens, it's mind blowing. Like. You know, it's one of those, especially when you're watching it at like a high level, like the Masters. I know somebody did it in 2019. Like, it's one of those things where it's just everyone stops and is like, holy crap, I can't believe that just happened. And so, uh, yeah, I, I figure it's, it's, 
I, I think it deserves number three spot. I don't feel I need to defend it, but yeah. No, yeah, that's I a good agree. Call. And I like that it's kind of a different feel because, and I'll, I'll even add that even when it's not, I would say like it's probably a top sports moment. If I could pick one sports moment to have like myself, that's probably <laughs> yeah. the top of like the top. Like that's one that I want because I'm kind of done with team sports. Like even like hitting a buzzer beater in like a rec league, you know, at the Y something, you know, pickup game. Like that's cool. But I would totally take a hole in one with like one other person witnessing it. I will over I, like just about anything. Yeah. I'll say this as well. Um, I don't care if it's the, the masters or a high school golf tournament or anything like that. If I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see a tweet that's check out this hole in one, I'm watching it. Yeah. 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 That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's, it's one of the few plays where even if it's not your team or one of your favorite players, you're going to hundred percent watch it every time. Yeah. Because always the whole, in, the whole in one's beautiful because you just can't equate skill to it. I mean, you sort of can because they get it on the green, whatever. Yeah. You got to get close. But it's the like, fact that so much like, luck. <laughs> only so many people get to have that moment, and like you got yeah. to have it. And like, yeah, it does, even if it's like even if you're super into golf and it's your least favorite golfer, it's still like okay, that was dope though. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, Love I like it. that. Hold, I didn't even think about it, and that's a really good one. I'm curious really? what Logan has, Logan, because like, he's been thinking what's, about this. What's I've, your first selection, the four seed? Your first selection for your bracket? I have a couple really high ones that I think are going to fall to me by the time I make my next pick, um, because they're they're kind of outside the realm of those typical sports you might think of. But for this one, I am going to go baseball. I, I promise I'll get to football and those other ones later. Um, but I am going to go with a baseball play, and to me, it is throwing a player out at home from the warning track. That, that is a must-watch play every time it happens, and it can happen without warning in any inning, and it's still always cool. That's that's a good one. Definitely, I love the specificity yeah, that you use with it. It, it. it definitely like, gets really amplified good. if it's in the playoffs or it's in the World Series, but a play at the plate coming from the outfield, because it has the same kind of, like, someone gets a big hit, it you know it goes over the infield, crowd goes crazy because the implication is like, people coming home. He rounds second, he rounds third, but the ball's in the air at that point, and it's in the air for like five seconds. And there's yeah. no way for you to calculate I, how close it's going to be. Yeah. But you can kind of start think, thinking like, you know, it might get there in time, but it's always close. And a good play at the I, plate by the catcher. Mm. I will say, mm. and, and there's a couple of things that add to it, which, which, um, so Logan, Logan and I saw one live last year at a minor league baseball game. And I swear you and I talked about how it was like the only one we've seen live. Oh, it was gorgeous. And it really was like, it was a staple life moment of like, oh, this does feel good live. Oh, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Because I'll say this. It's the best ump call moment ever because an ump never punctuates an out out better than a throw home. Like an ump always knows exactly how to like throw that fist to punctuate the out. And that's the like the feeling of that. It's so much so that even when it's your team, you have a split second where you have to catch yourself. You're like, Oh wait, this is bad. This well, because either team. way, you you've got a vested interest in whether it's out or safe. So either way, it's a thrilling, you know, it's yeah. a thrilling moment. I, and, and I'm putting and it ahead least, of a lot yeah. of sports. Like I, we're gonna get to probably a lot of like other you know winning situate like overtime or or plays that win games. And this is one of the few plays that I think belongs on this list, even though it doesn't necessarily win or lose the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say as well. The last thing I'll say, kind of on this end. 
at least on the the Major League Baseball level, it it the value of the throw home is added by um, the changes in the contact at home rules. Mm-hmm. Now that a guy can't legitimately barrel through a catcher to try to get him to drop the ball, it, it's made that play so much better. It, it, like it, it's a much more pure play because there's just nothing more annoying. I hated I hated that for years. Yeah, when people could just, just bat try the to, ball away and just yeah. run over the catcher. Yeah, like you could just physically hurt a person. I hated that. I thought it was terrible, and I'm, I'm glad they're not doing it anymore. And listen, I'm not a Giants fan, but like Buster Posey was going to be like a top 10 baseball, like all time, like his, his career, like took a totally different trajectory because yeah, that's true. He, he, the fact that he came back from the injury he had because oh gosh, it, that drives me nuts. So I'm glad that we can add credence to it. That that's a good sleeper pick. I like that one a lot. So for our first round of picks to the first top seeds. So uh, the walk-off home run, number one, uh, the basketball buzzer beater, number two, the hole in one at three, and the baseball throw home for, for the fourth seed. Uh, we're going to circle back to Steve for the five seed. I took a minute to write down a couple of them. Um, and whew, this isn't what I was expecting, but as I wrote it down, I went, ooh, yeah. Um, the knockout is number five. Dang oh, it. That's a good one. I thought that that's one was going to get to me again. That was almost what yeah. I said for number four. Good call. Yeah. Um, I, I would, yeah, if I had you, to be are, specific, are, boxing is the knockout. Okay. I was going to ask um, if you were talking, if you're thinking boxing, MMA, like yeah. what was your, yeah. Because MMA knockouts aren't that fun because, mm-hmm. um, they technically aren't knockouts. They still have to basically incapacitate the guy. And I enjoy MMA. Um, I love the boxing knockout because like most of the time, you know, when, it, when a knockdown becomes a knockout, mm-hmm. like you can sense it. Mm-hmm. And, and even though, the the ten count is a delay. It the emotion of a ten count is so good. Yeah, there it is so so good, and and it also is why like boxing movies always work. Yeah, it's why like every boxing movie works because the ten count is so dramatic. Yeah, I, I'm it, glad like, you said. In in fact, of the four of us, other than me, I I should have known that you'd be the one to to bring up a boxing thing because you would have thought of it. But it has a very similar cadence to the home run where there's the initial contact and then the crowd roars. And then you have this moment where you just watch them run the bases and the knockout is they, they round the ring and you just have these yeah. t- couple seconds where it's like, and it can happen at any time is the thing. Like, you know, it's, there's, That's no, the there's no bottom yeah. of the ninth in boxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the knockout makes boxing exciting because technically, technically you always are in a position to win. Like, yeah. You could be like completely manhandled for in for eleven rounds, and if you get your one shot in, I'll say like an MMA example of that is Derek Lewis, who's a heavyweight. Yeah, who, every single fight is him taking licks for three rounds, <laughs> and then just waiting for the moment to land a left that just completely wears a person down. Uh, and I, yeah, I yeah, no, that's a good example. Loved it. I, lo- I yeah, the knockout. It's one of my favorite things. It's why I still am endeared to boxing. Um, because boxing feels like it's a failing sport at this point, but for me, I, I still endear to it because that moment is still enriching if it ever happens. Um, the knockout. Anyway, uh, Kyle, number six. Yeah, I'll keep it uh pretty short. I think uh, anytime that a goalkeeper scores a goal in the game of soccer is pretty epic. 
um, because generally that is only going to happen if it is an absolute desperation move at the end of a game. You're not going to pull your keeper out to come up for like a corner kick or a free or like a, a set piece or something, unless it's absolute desperation. And the fact that not only did the team score the goal in desperation, but it was the keeper that did it. Um, I'm always down. Like it's such a rare occasion. Um, uh, you know, the, I'll, I'll watch that play anytime. So yeah, keeper scoring a goal. I like that. I, it, the advantage it has over hockey in that is that a goalkeeper could technically, uh, like a goaltender in hockey could score somewhat easier and that it's, it's not, it's a, it's, a, it's easier to get a puck across ice. Right. You have, to, you have to avoid icing calls and all that stuff, but still. Right. Um, Anyway, but if you do have an if if they pull their goal and you have an advantage, that's a different. I'm getting ahead of myself, uh. But yeah, that's when I. You see, I've only really gotten into soccer in like the last year and a half, so I don't think I've seen that. Like, I'm trying to think if I've watched that happen before. Yeah, I. I it's didn't pretty know that. rare. It's it's not it's not very frequent. I was gonna um, say I, I didn't know that you was have a to thing. like go search them out. But it, it happens on a very rare occasion, and it's always, like, just the best. It's always amazing. I like it. That's that's a fun one. Um, that's, like, because now it's like, oh, I know what I'm going to watch on YouTube after we record. Because I want to <laughs> see, see how these play out. It sounds interesting. I'm learning so much, and that's possibly the best derivative of Bracket episodes. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like being in a fun class. Jason, uh, you had the hole-in-one for number three. What do you got for number seven? Um, to be honest, one of the thing, top things on my list was when they pulled a goal, goalkeeper in hockey, but I'm going to forego that since Kyle pulled a very similar <laughs> so one. You don't want to double up? <laughs> um, but I am going to stay in the realm of hockey. Uh, the shootout. I have an alert Ooh, on my phone anytime yeah. a hockey game goes to overtime. Oh, that I was next on my list. any shootout. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the shootout. I yeah. like that. Hockey That's a good call, Jason. Five, five words. Jocelyn Lamoureux. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. That's good, dude. Oh, I like that man. great pick. Yeah, it's a really good, good pick. One. I love the hockey shootout. That's so good. I just I was planning on like pulling the goalie, and then Logan's like, I really, his next pick. I really like when they pull the goalie in lacrosse. I just so like, <laughs> and now I'm sitting here like, well, now I got to do water polo, and then it's just like we're just pulling goalies left and right. Um, I love it. This, this this is a fun round here. I like you know, we had a knockout with goalkeeper. We had a shootout. This this one's pretty dynamic. Logan, what do you have? Uh, I'm finally going to give football some love. I think football is a little tough because there aren't a lot of things that are just instant endings to games. Like obviously the hail Mary kind of stands out as one and maybe that'll make the bracket later. That's not what I'm going to say. I'm going to say the pick six. Yep. I, I yeah, can't, a good one. I can't think of a scenario where the pick six isn't exciting in some capacity. Uh, some of my favorite plays ever in the history of football, but also just, on any regular season game, if you see a guy get a pick six, even if it's two teams I don't it's care about, deal. if I see the tweet, I'm going to watch the play. Yeah, There's like something it. important about a type of play that if it's for your team is elation and there's a very nuanced level of def- deflation if you're on the other side. Definitely. The thing about a pick six, there's nothing about a pick six that you can be angry about on the other side. It's just silence. Mm hmm. She's so like, oh gosh, because it's it, the pick's bad enough, and then you're like, oh, it's getting worse. Yeah, you, you <laughs> kind of even if it's somewhere in the middle of the field, if you're a fan and your quarterback throws the pick six, you feel the weight of a 14 point swing, and it's it's yeah. a very yeah. rare occasion where something that major happens in a sport. So 
I, I think it really does take a lot of the wind I, out of out of a out of a fan base. I've, I've been very vocal about my feelings on football and things like that. I will say to this day, one of my favorite things I've ever seen was Kyler Fackrell pick at the one mm-hmm. 99 yards for a touch. It was still like, I don't know how a, a body did that. Yep. Yep. And, and broke real tackles for almost of the run. Like, yep. My, my all time favorite football play might be because it's my all time favorite football player was Cam Chancer picking off Cam Newton uh, in the red zone and going 88 yards for a, a touchdown in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it, that's that's actually a question to me. Is the long pick six better than not a short pick six? Oh, but definitely. For instance, oh, yeah, yeah. Because here's but but th- here's where I do question it because I I think I agree for the most part. If it's around the twenty or thirty, I sort of like when there's a moment like when you know it's going like home almost right away. Like it's fun when a guy picks it off and you you all you have to see is like 30 yards of daylight to be like, "Oh, that's going straight in." But there is something fun about like you get like the the double response of, "Oh, he picked it off. Oh, he's running it back." Yeah, if he, if he if Oh he has my to, gosh, he's going to go all the if way. If he has to weave through some players or if he gets daylight right like right away, either one it's pretty fun. Uh and you get to like it's a lot of like especially in football where most plays don't last longer than 10 seconds. It's a lot of time to really like absorb a moment um, getting to like watch a guy streak up the sideline. So mm-hmm. <sighs> love it. I am, you know, screw it. I'm not even going to try to attempt looking online. It's, it's not the spirit of the game. Um, I like that. So that, that round of picks was fun. The, we had the knockout, we got the goalkeeper score. We got the hockey shootout, the pick six in football. I am looking at like the short things that I've written down. And I have no idea. And I want to avoid another base. I want to do another baseball one, but I don't at the same time. Cause we already have two, but there's so much that we can hit there. Um, gosh, dang it. Mm. Here's, here's what I'm going to do. This one's tough. Because I I don't know if it translates live as well as it does on television. Um, but I'm going to go with a swimming world record. Because modern technology on camera, it, you know a swimming world record the second it happens. Because the mm-hmm. way that we get graphic it now is pretty solid. Because they show that like flaggish graphic down the lane. And you know when it's... But what adds to it is world records are great in track. I'm a track and field nut. And I love that. A world record celebration in a pool is the best thing ever. You get credence to haphazardly splash as much as you want. <laughs> There's like no other time in life when that gets to happen. And like you've earned it. And I that's my favorite thing ever. So I'm going to go with a swimming world record. Uh, I know that's weird and specific. But I love that one. Because it's just think of any time you've watched a world record go down in a in a swimming event. And and the immediate thing you want is like cut to the cut to him, cut to him, cut to him. Because you want to watch him splash around for a while. It's fun. <laughs> it's just it's the world's most exciting bath. It's just I don't think I sold this well. I'm getting a feeling like I didn't sell this well. I, I wouldn't have thought of it, but I also recall several like Olympic occasions where yeah. like for instance, like the, the Phelps uh it was actually it wasn't Phelps, but it was the relay where Phelps got his seventh medal. 
uh, where where the American came from behind and beat the the French guy by like a hundredth of a second. That is one of like the most iconic sports things that's happened in my lifetime. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, let's go ahead and move forward from this. We're at the ten spot, Kyle. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually going to go to a football play. I think the Hail Mary deserves to be on the nice. on the bracket. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Hail Mary. Good call. This is probably the only one I disagree with, but you are <laughs> you have a right to an opinion. I'm only going to say um, one thing. The only thing that makes Hail Marys work is the obvious result. 99% of the time, Hail Marys are very ugly plays. Oh, yeah, totally. It's yeah. just, yeah. But a last second win's a last second win. You know, who's, yeah, who am I to complain? Now, I'll, I'll say this, though. Like, a well-choreographed, like, Stefan Diggs-style... End of gameplay. Yeah. Like, those are amazing. For, I, I think um, I think Kyle would actually agree with this. I'll, I'll have to check though. But like, would you agree that like the long bomb touchdown that isn't necessarily like guys waiting in the end zone, but just like the deep touchdown to end the game? Like, I would almost include that as like a slash, like hail mary slash last second, yeah. you know, fifty yard throw yeah. for the win. Yeah, like it's not necessarily like everybody goes down, quarterback scrambling, launch it. Like, yeah. it's it just a deep pass, like. Yeah. Just throwing up a prayer, receiver makes a play. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. That's or even like the, the, the Stefan Diggs example. That was great. That I was frozen watching that on my computer. I was like, I couldn't yeah. believe it happened. That's and, and Ste- the Stefan Diggs one actually is a se- almost a separate um, slot that you could use, which is the walk off touchdown, uh, like the like the long choreographed play that like ends mm-hmm. in overtime. Like that's kind of a cool thing. So I'm. The, the helmet, just almost by name alone, it has clout. <laughs> it's, it's, it might be the best named sporting moment is a Hail yeah. Mary, like, you know, and that's regardless of your religious affiliation. Uh, Jason, we've got you at the 11 spot. All right. Um, I'm, I'm glad Kyle took Hail Mary off because I, I would have felt bad letting it drop too far just because of how iconic it is. But this next thing. I believe I'm on record, probably on recording somewhere, saying that this particular thing is not a sport. But fast forward five years, and we live in a world where esports has received general like acceptance as a sport. And that gives me the ability to say that poker is a sport, so I'm going with the all-in. The all-in. <laughs> that's kind of fun. Right. I kind of like that you're, that you're throwing that in there, Jason. That's cool. This is another one that the name and the emotion are, I'm just so, I'm, I'm just mad that this has to be i just i hate poker i just really hate poker but that's <laughs> that's I, awesome dude all, I, but I love that pick i think it's the, like it's, the, it's a, such an exciting the aesthetic like, of i'm pushing all my chips in i totally yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I, that's a good pick i wouldn't have thought of and, and especially because you know what the under most under anything about the all-in is the stand-up yeah it's like <laughs> You push the chips in, you stand up, you lean on the table because you legitimately are like, holy crap, like everything's on the line. Well, and they've probably yeah. been sitting there for six hours at that point, which which yeah. I think gets lost on TV a lot. Like they've they've been, you know, this is finally the payoff of, of a lot of mental focus. So that's, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, that's, I'm going to, I will give you that. It's a pretty good one. Um, Sorry, I, again, three hours of sleep. Logan. Uh, I completely zoomed out there. Uh, Logan, tw- uh, you got the 12th spot. Uh, here. Let's see. Uh, we already got hockey shootout, which was, which is high on my list. I think I'm going to go with another baseball one. 
this one might be kind of our first controversial one because I don't know how you guys feel about it. It's it's definitely below mm. the walk off home run, but I think seeing a guy go down swinging to like the bottom of the ninth, need one strike to win it, and he gets the strike swinging is an exciting play, like like in the top ten or twelve most exciting plays in sports. Can I can I give you an assist? Yeah, is that fair? I want to give you an assist because it's one that I probably would have chosen next, and it feels weird if this added to it. I if it. If that closes out a perfect game, I totally think you're correct. That's fair. Like the perfect That's game. The completion, like the final. Or, or I would even say the completion. Yeah. Completing a no hitter. Yeah. Like that moment is. Because it honestly, it's it, it's one of it's one of the few times where almost everybody wants that to happen. Yeah. If it's the end of a game, especially the end of a championship, obviously half of the people are like. I want to swing and miss, but that's a moment where legitimately yeah, everyone, I, even fans of the team that are about to be victims are, are even thinking like, oh my gosh, I like, want to see this happen. Yeah, you're right. That does make it much better, like like several times better. So I, I will accept that. Yeah, the, the closing the closing pitch of a no-hitter, uh, and I do, I stand by, if, if you see the guy go to swing at it, you get that split second in your head where you're like, you know, like we've all seen that game where a guy almost had it, and then... Like something up the first baseline gets through, and it's like, oh, whatever. Um, so I, yeah, but that's I, I think closing out a no hitter deserves to be on the list. I for some reason baseball is just full of a lot of moments that are made for this type of list. Uh, I know we're a basketball podcast. There's lots of basketball plays that are exciting, but they're not like there's only a couple game ending scenarios in basketball. Um, so I, I think it's interesting that some sports kind of float to the top. But anyway, yep, I like it. Um, so that, that for some, the, the swimming world record, the Hail Mary, the all in the completing and order, that is such a strange grouping of sports in general. <laughs> Imagine if like you have four sports networks on and those are the four things you can watch. Like that's, <laughs> that's something. Um, so we're now on to 13. This is my final selection here in the best sports plays bracket. Um, I'm, I, I haven't done a basketball one yet and I've got one that I really stand by. And I, I think you guys have heard my theory on this because here's the thing, like a dunk is good and it's fun and it gets a crowd going and it's a momentum swinger. It's got nothing on a huge block. The The huge block is one of my favorite things in sports. And it's something that you can watch on any dynamic part of basketball. And it's to me, it's one of the biggest momentum shifters in the game. It often doesn't get credit for it, but it should. I love a huge block. I like um, that. Yeah. It's kind of like what you said about the pick six, where not only is it huge for your team, but you can like like feel how deflating it is for the other team. Yeah. Yeah, but like it's also one of those types of plays that even when it happens to your team, like it sucks, but in your head you're also like, that was pretty sick. Yeah, it's like... Like if I was sitting next to you and Kyle at a game, I would like look at both of you guys with my eyes nice and big. Like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> like we all Cause saw. Because like, there's no anger. Okay, I think I have this down to a science. The exact response when you're the benefit, like when you're the victim of the big block. This is the exact response. Is oh, like that's the response. Is just like oh, <laughs> that didn't feel. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> like that hurt. Oh no! Cool. Yeah, like uh, that's a good. That's a good call. Yeah. Like, oh man, poor Lonzo. Like, just that had to happen. Anyway, I, I, I think it's almost a matter of principle for me. 
is uh, because basketball and especially the NBA runs so many things like people want to believe the dunk is always going to be the biggest momentum getter. And I still stand by this is even before really investing heavily in women's basketball. Like like I've always been a bigger believer in like a huge block because it's, it's the pick six has a similar mentality. It's the point swing. It's mm. you've now given you've, you've opened your team up to a four to five point swing in a very emphatic way. That's a big deal. And by the way, it, to me, that has to be a part of the huge block. I actually don't outside of the spectacle. I've always not loved like the SWAT out of bounds. Like it's fun for the spectacle, but it's also like we well you almost benefited nothing because <laughs> mm-hmm. now they just get another shot. But um, we've got three more selections in this bracket, and still a, uh, we've taken up a lot of real estate and have a lot more to go. So let's let's make these things happen. Kyle, number fourteen. Uh, number fourteen. I'm going to go with another soccer one. Uh, scoring a goal in extra time. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah. and just like the build up. People getting, you know, like I've been in stadiums where, you know, people have all been standing on their feet for like the last three, four minutes. And there's, you know, shot after shot after shot, you know, corner kick, set pieces, you know, uh, crosses and just like coming so close, coming so close. And then when the team actually like puts one in, there's not a more elated feeling in a soccer arena than when that happens. And there's also a not there's not a more deflating feeling when it happens to your team when you're there. And I've been on the on the receiving end of both of those. And so uh, an extra time goal in soccer is I would feel terribly um, if that did not make the bracket simply because of uh, just having experienced those uh, for for my team and against my team. I probably should have put that higher if I would have remembered. Um, I earlier I was I made a mental note to remember that one. That's a good one. I I used to hate it before I was really into soccer. I remember being like, "See, this is why I don't like soccer because there's not like a defining game ending moment. There's like no real buzzer mm-hmm. beat type thing." And then I started to invest in soccer, and I realized there's really something unique about never knowing if that did it. Like, like I'm pretty sure it sealed it, but did it because you got to wait for the whistle. It actually it, it adds a lot of intrigue that I didn't realize was a part of it. Yeah. And, and generally, like when it happens, generally the, like, you won't go more than like 10, 15 seconds, <laughs> you know, because, because if there's three minute stoppage time, but it happens in the first minute, yeah. like the team will celebrate and the ref's just like, well, yeah, well, like we're going to count. He just keeps his watch rolling while the team's celebrating, you know, and by then, like, yeah, like after a kickoff, like you hardly ever see anything that quick. So it almost always is sealing it. But you're right, Steve. There's that little intrigue of like, uh, do we still have a minute left? Like, could something happen? Yeah, there's always. Yeah, because like weirder stuff has happened. But it's yeah, it's that it's the fact that you can't quite give like every last ounce of your excitement. You have to save a little bit for when the ending actually happens. And it's the fact that in my head, when I experienced it, thinking like, well, we're not going to, you're not going to be able to reciprocate that excitement, but like fans find a way. Yeah. All right. Um, well, with that, uh, Jason, your final selection in the bracket. All right. Well, you guys know my approach towards final selections. Um, so I, I put some thought into this and I'm going to go with the hit and roll from curling. Uh, the hit and roll being the shot. <laughs> yes. yes. The shot where yes. your opponent's stone is is in front of the house or in, a, in an advantageous position. 
you hit them and then gingerly just roll yourself right on the house. Oh, dude. I am I am a hundred percent here for all curling talk. Like <laughs> always. Always. Curling That's, nation. I'm I had no idea that curling was I did not think curling was gonna make this bracket. <laughs> I'm so glad they did. And you I, know what? I'm glad they're not the 16 seed. They don't deserve a 16 seed. They're perfect at 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I this, love it. This, this puts so much more pressure on Logan than he might realize. Uh, <laughs> well, there's, there's two. He's, he's got to pull a real deep cut. Well, there's two that I think actually have to be on the bracket, and I can only pick one. So instead of going deep cut, I have to save one of the potential snubs. Um. And I, I can't decide which one to do because because I risk well, let's doing hear another baseball one or football. And I, I don't know which to do. I think I will go football and save the return touchdown. Ooh, I think kick or punt. I, yeah, I think one. the return yeah. touchdown right in like that 16 seat area is like, oh, yeah, that is. I mean, I think one of the best plays in all of football is the kick six. Um, but especially like, like anytime Devin Hester did anything in the NFL, um, you know, basically anytime primetime did anything like Deion Lewis made his name based on, um, kick returns have basically been legislated out of football now. And I hope that they take right. a note from the XFL and try to work them back in. But return touchdown is thrilling. Uh, it just doesn't ever feel like it's going to happen. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'll get your thoughts on that and then I'll tell you which one I, I feel like I snubbed and then we'll, we'll the, move on pretty quickly. W- when, when you said you were going to pick a football one, I, I thought kind of along the same line, I thought you were going to go with the onside kick, mm-hmm. like momentum shifting. Here's the problem. I, I would consider it. Here's yeah. the problem. The only play uglier than the Hail Mary is the onside kick. <laughs> <laughs> by by terms it's of true. structure and aesthetic, onside kicks are horrible. The, for, oh, yeah. for the like, onside as far kick as, like, to view, succeed, someone has to screw up royally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and that's, that's what, what it, it takes. I think that's what makes it exciting is because it's like it's not it's hard it's not very common. First of all, nobody attempts it, and when they attempt it, their success rate isn't that great. But like I don't know the Outside of maybe the pick six, I don't know if there's a more back-breaking moment in football. It's true. If you get the onside kick when you need it, it's almost like, well, you know we're going to yeah. score. Like, because we did yeah. the hard part already. You just have all the momentum. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I stand by the return touchdown. Onside kick's a good one. It's just, it's got such a low yeah. chance of happening. I didn't include um, it. Maybe, I respect that. Maybe punt returns. Um, oh, almost all the good returns, returns. Are, are punt returns. Kickoff returns are yeah. basically dead at this point. Um, yeah, and they're yeah. and so they're boring. Any kick return, and yeah. they're they're honestly they're only not boring because it's a touchdown, Can, but they're boring in that they're not dynamic plays. It's just someone someone missed a block is why mm-hmm. um, those happen. Punt returns is where you actually learn that there are athletes on the field. Uh, yeah, especially mm-hmm. if it's a designed play where like they run east west and then they lateral to someone running the opposite direction. Yeah. Any play involving a lateral instantly skyrockets up up my list of cool plays to watch. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll double dip a little bit here by telling you guys my snub and then we'll move on to your guys' brackets because I know we took too much time on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel a little bad. I remembered too late after saying the, you know, the going going out on a pitch and closing out a, a no hitter is exciting. I probably would have replaced that with this one if I would have remembered in time. I think the home run robbing catch deserves some mention. Yeah. 
That's like no. Yeah. Reminds guys, me of a little big league when Ken Griffey Jr. does it to the Minnesota Twins in the playoffs. <laughs> That's a great I, movie, say, by the way. It's it's we we need to move on to the next bracket. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to cut snub talk almost because we're just we're 50 minutes in and we yeah, have three yeah, rackets yeah. hit so sorry that's bare bad news but um i i would just there's a lot of other baseball plays i'd probably just put ahead of it but okay. it is a, i'm not downplaying i by the way as a short i, I call it the tory hunter um i'm not downplaying the tory hunter it's a great thing <laughs> well this after this um, season you're gonna call yeah. it the mookie bets it's going to be the Mookie All right. Betts in your, in your <laughs> eyes. I, I get any place for my team, but it's going to be really hard to not call it the Tory Hunter, but we'll see. <laughs> um, you know, anyway, he was, which by the way, the, the, my biggest Tory Hunter comparison, Tory Hunter was the Vince Carter of baseball. And when you think about it, you'll know him right. Um, anyway, um, I'm going to run through the picks really quick and then we'll need to move on, unfortunately. But uh, for the best sports plays uh, from 16 to one, we have the return for a touchdown, the hit and roll and curling. The extra time goal in soccer, a huge basketball block, the completing of a no hitter, uh, the all in in poker, a Hail Mary, breaking world record in swimming, the pick six, the hockey shootout, the goalkeeper score in soccer, a knockout, the throw home, the hole in one, the buzzer beater, the walk off homer. That is the best place bracket. Not bad for no research. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not bad. I actually was scrambling on a couple I felt and I was like, oh man, what am I going to do? And as soon as I would think of one, you guys, a lot of times they'd get taken, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> "Yeah, so, I'm thrilled like, that that curling." I did got not have all in in poker, but I'm gl- I think it's awesome. Like, and it's perfect at an 11 seed. It's perfect. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. Um, okay, fantastic bracket, Jason. I'm going to kick it over you to officially. Please let us know what the uh, second bracket is. Okay, so patrons, you've made it 50 minutes into the episode or so, however long this has been. I hope you didn't expect this to all be sports because we are picking the best body of water. That's oceans, seas, oh, lakes, rivers. Of, uh, oh my This gosh. is perfect. This oh is perfect. my gosh. Best body so, of water. Ground rules. It cannot be man-made. It has to be a natural body of water. Salt, fresh water, whatever you want. It just has to be a natural body of water. Awesome. So rivers are on the on the board. <laughs> awesome. uh, you know, anything's on the board as long as it's not man-made. Awesome. So I can't do a pool. Unfortunately, correct. The the pool from your Hawaii vacation is is off limits. So <laughs> that would be funny though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my went, hot tub if i was in <laughs> hawaii <laughs> and i said no i just really like i don't want to go to the ocean i want to swim in a pool <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy i'm trying to even think of bodies of water i'm so excited Jason, can i can i just throw this out there that having like knowing what your wife like researched in undergrad and like kind of what uh-huh. she has like, did that play into this or was this just totally random? So th- this was totally random. Um, I did bounce some ideas off my wife, but this was not one of them. Um, no, this one, I, I honestly came up with it right before. So what I was going to do, well, maybe I shouldn't just in case in the very, very off chance you guys pick this, but I was going to do <laughs> something that was a, a different geographically based item. And uh-huh. then, like, I just had this idea, and I was like, well, I know what the one seed is, but, like, how do I get to 16? And uh, as I started thinking about it, I was like, <laughs> I have to do this. Like, this is 
this needs to be done. And so, yeah, this was just on the, the yeah. And for listeners, uh, my wife's an environmental engineer. She did a lot of research with, uh, uh, specifically beaver ponds, but, um, yeah, so that her background is very water quality, water engineering heavy. So. I love this. I'm, I'm ready to so go. Much. I'm ready to go. The less research, yeah, the I've better. Yeah, I've got picks like in my brain right now. I got to get them out. <laughs> um, <laughs> this oh is perfect. What, what's our order for the? I, I no, oh I yeah, yeah. yeah. So the tracking. order, uh, the order is Logan's first, uh, then myself, then Kyle, Jason will go fourth. So Logan, Sweet. take it away. Let's talk bodies of water. All right. Well, I got the obvious one. The number one seed for bodies of water is the Pacific Ocean, West Coast, West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I pee in the Atlantic. I got no love for the and Atlantic. And you drink yeah. the Pacific? You don't want inject, that either. Inject as, all that Atlantic Ocean smack into my veins. Let's do as, this. As somebody who currently lives in the Atlantic Ocean, I'm going to ask you to stop peeing in it. But <laughs> I'll travel to Boston just to pee in the Atlantic. <laughs> What's funny is Jason's like, I'm like, nobody lives in the ocean. Then I'm like, oh, wait, he's on an island yeah, he, in he the Atlantic is. Ocean. <laughs> he's no. actually in the ocean. For, for all the reasons that, like, Earth was your homer seed in the in the planet's bracket, I feel like Pacific, it just had to be the one seed in this one. So I yeah. I feel you. Go for it. It's biggest. It's deepest. There's There's lots of good stuff there. That's good. I like it. <laughs> okay. So... I truly don't know if this counts. I, so you guys are allowed to, t- I'm, I'm doing, I'm looking it up and I'm like, I actually don't know if this counts. So I'm sorry if you have to correct me based off of the rules. My number two, the number two selection is Niagara Falls. Oh, I'm so down. But is it man-made? But is it man-made? No. Isn't it artificial to a point? Is it not? Is it no? They have body they have dams up above that they've controlled that they have like flow controls. But the falls themselves were discovered by like yeah. explorers. Everyone Jason, you're uh, the final judge. Is this? I I call fair game. I I think it works. Yeah. Everyone who goes I'm, there and brags about it on Instagram says the American side is man made, but the Canadian side is natural. So that's a joke. They just. Everybody, everybody always whines about the American side. It's it's fine. A little Niagara Falls humor for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Logan's uh, got Niagara jokes. Here we go, baby. Okay. Uh, Roll up them sleeves. Uh, this is actually kind of fun. I, yeah, I mean, I've actually see like I know at least Kyle's seen Niagara Falls. I've never been there, and it's one of the things on my list of like I've always wanted to see. It's it. really cool. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth the trip. Except it'll make me think too much of the Buffalo Bills, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Oh, oh man, they kind of deserve it, though. Um, You know, hmm. sadness. Uh, Kyle, it's your time to talk water. I am going to go with. Ooh, I'm. I'm torn. I am going to go with the Amazon River. Nice. Good pick. I like that. Yeah, I was torn between that and a a different uh, call there, but I thought, you know, we've got the biggest ocean. We've got probably the most iconic waterfalls. Why not go with the biggest, like, river in the world? So I like it. It's a good call. Yeah. Dude, fun fact about the Amazon River it flows into the ocean with such force 
that out miles out of shore, out into the ocean, it's still fresh water. Like you can go out like miles and miles from the coast and it's fresh water out in the middle of the ocean because the Amazon River is pushing out so hard. I think it's cool. freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Nature's cool. <laughs> Water's dope, man. Yeah. <laughs> we this should, episode why is are we not talking about water. water more? Can we talk more water? Every minute we spend on the podcast talking about the fever will forever now be dedicated towards like geological facts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say we're just going to talk about how great water is. And then I was like, guys if we're going to talk about it just reminds me of how like literally all of us have the monthly experience where we're like right toast rules toast is awesome <laughs> yeah, you always be forgetting about <laughs> toast guys toast that, that, I'm that literally yeah. that, not even a joke that's literally something we send to each other in group chat like once a month like guys yeah. toast and sometimes it's not even a it's not the words it's just a picture of toast and we all know and we're yeah. all like yeah yeah toast is toast. like you had your quarterly moment of like that's right toast <laughs> <laughs> Toast is amazing. I am so intrigued to see what Jason's going to pick because it's probably a body of water I haven't ever heard of. Right. Or it's one that I haven't thought of yet that I was like, oh, yeah, like that's, that actually is a perfect pick. I'll, I'll save the haven't heard of for my my last pick because that's, that's how okay. I like to roll. Um, <laughs> uh, for my number one, I'm going with the Cradle of Humanity, the Mediterranean Sea. Oh, yes. Good that's really yes. good. That, that was next on my... That was the first thing that came to my mind when you said bodies of water. I thought the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. So, so I mean, obviously, civilization grew up there. It's got its own food style based after it. I mean, it's it's the Mediterranean Sea. I was about to say, like, I've never been like a Mediterranean um, like cruise is like an ultimate vacation for me. Oh, and yeah. for some reason in my head, I just assume that the Mediterranean Sea smells like euros. Like it just, <laughs> like it just smells, it just it's smells just, like it's lamb cucumber and, and lamb. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not the greatest thing ever? I know I'm wrong. In fact, I've been told the Mediterranean Sea smells awful, but um, like in my head, I'm just like, for some reason, like when I think of certain countries, especially in Europe, I just picture them smelling like the food I like there. <laughs> Italy I doesn't like smell like a giant Italian restaurant. Yeah, like France just <laughs> smells like like brie. Like that's all it smells like to me. Like <laughs> brie I, that yeast. one might not be far <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, like I dude, I think that's awesome. So I, I I like I like the Mediterranean a lot. That's a really good call. Um so the Pacific Ocean, Niagara Falls, the Amazon River, the Mediterranean Sea. My gosh, I love the bracket episode. <laughs> I just this is why we were just talking like heavy sports moments and now we're talking bodies of water. I love you guys so much. Is it, I'm having a tender friendship moment right now. Let's move on to our five through eight slogan. Yeah. Uh, they don't call it Lake Inferior. It's Lake Superior. And it's number <laughs> oh, five God. on the list. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was the most dad joke, like, <laughs> intro. <laughs> Lake Superior. Like, not Lake Inferior. It's going to get through the first couple rounds of this bracket on name alone. Like, like, like walk off home runs versus Lake Superior. People could be like, I mean, it's like, well, <laughs> I mean, look at it. It's not inferior. It's so much bigger. You know what? I, I understand that this might spoil, you know, because, you know, we, we, we still have a lot of picks to go, but we, we can't delay it any longer. All right. All right. Power rank the Great Lakes. Go. Superior. Oh, go. Michigan. Erie. Oh, I would put Huron over Erie. 
I'll fight you <laughs> on, on this. <laughs> you you're putting Ontario at the bottom. Oh. Y'all are sleeping on Ontario. Ontario's up there. It might be you're two right. number one right. even for me. You're right. <laughs> I was too hasty. <laughs> You just started saying them as they came to your mind. Honestly, yes. I was just trying to remember. <laughs> I was like, do I know all of them? Yeah. It's hey, been a listen, while since seventh grade. Maybe maybe I'm just an underdog <laughs> fan, but like I'm team Huron all the way. Like, you know what? It's it's the centermost. It's it's its name sounds welcoming. It has a fist. Like or, or maybe a thumb. <laughs> it, you know, I'm a I'm a fan Jenny of like, you know, it has a thumb. <laughs> here Huron for life. Like I like that. And I, I may like not that. even pick it in the bracket. We'll see how that goes. But we had to do that. Um, That's good. Which is funny because it's my turn right now to make a pick. And I... Uh, okay, I have two... I have two thoughts. And I'm trying to decide which one makes more sense. Um, oh, man, this is hard. This is so difficult. I'm like sitting here thinking about it, like almost making myself like panic, like trying to figure this one out. Mm, the Mississippi. Yeah. Good um, one. Um, I'm not obviously going to say what I, was, I else would have picked because it's probably coming up soon. But yeah, is, I like is, the Mississippi. Is right? the Mississippi the most American body of water? I mean, outside of the, you know, like Pacific Atlantic oceans, like I think so. We well, every because it's everybody. It's the reference point for everything. Yeah, right. We wouldn't yeah. Know, That's the greatest thing west of the Mississippi. Yeah, we wouldn't right? know like how big fireworks yeah. shows are if we didn't have the Mississippi. <laughs> it's the Mississippi River and the Mason Dixon line. Like those are the divisive elements. Like and, the cross and you know stitch what? of America. If you are ranking the Mississippi <laughs> over, okay, was the Mississippi River ever the name of a Rocky villain? Nope. <laughs> uh, there was a Mason Dixon. I don't remember. Was a Mason Dixon being... in Rocky Balboa? I remember yeah, that one. It was the best. It's my favorite villain name. Is Mason Dixon? So good. Um, it's because his nickname was Mason the Line Dixon, and it was awesome. It's so good, <laughs> so good. Oh, I forgot it was the Line. That's amazing. Thank you, Logan. <laughs> Made my day. Um, man, I'm up next, right? I'm just trying to. Okay, yes. Um. Uh oh gosh, how do we not have? I don't want to. I, I don't want to go river heavy, but I got to put the Nile yes, River. Yes, the, the Nile. Ni- the Nile was what I was going to choose. I, yeah. I was between the Nile and the Mississippi. What you had said about west of the Mississippi, like that discussion, is the only thing that separated it for me. Isn't <laughs> isn't the Nile like the main river that op- like flows opposite of what it should? Or, yeah, there's like a crazy phenomenon yeah. about the Nile. Yeah, it's yeah. like the only river in the northern hemisphere that flows north, I think, is what it yeah. is. Yeah. The it's beat very... of its own damn drum, the Nile. Can, like, can I add into the Nile River, the Nile River Delta? Like, as because I think the, the Delta itself is so integral to, like, the area. Like, can you have the Nile River slash Delta on mine? Is that I th- too much I to think ask? That's fine. I mean, fifth grade Logan is pulling up mental maps in his head right now, and I'm surprised to find <laughs> something there. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Nile River Delta. I remember what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> is the Nile the most the river? Like the Nile. It's not yeah. Nile River. 
It's the Nile River. You well, can sort of say that. You can Amazon, 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 Amazon could, River. could argue a spot, but it's close. But I feel like we learn more about the Nile than the Amazon, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. Well, because I, like ancient I, history yeah. happened we've, in the we've Nile, talked it didn't so happen much, in the Amazon. We talked so much in school about the Nile. I feel like I've been there. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, but I feel I, like I have. I can actually tell you how to farm on it, like the way they dug their ducks, so that <laughs> yeah, the water. I remember flooded, that, like the irrigation could, systems yeah, that they it had. Would, it flooded really reliably, which is why they didn't have famines the same way all the other areas did. And so, like, I remember, yeah. like, how they would capture the floodwaters every year, and like the way that. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm so Dude, glad that our any grade river that has crocodiles and hippos. <laughs> Yeah. It's dope. I'm so glad all of our grade schools taught us like the basics of Nile agriculture and just skipped right over all the math. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I know base. I know base level math, and most of the math I know, I don't know why I know it. But if I if I had to like smelt, like if I had to collect ore and then like smelt tools in order to farm things from the Nile, I'd be like, oh yeah, I watch a video You're on like, this. I- you feel like some semi confident yeah. in that? Yeah. <laughs> oh I gosh. love that. That's so cool. Oh. oh man, this is this is so weirdly. F- All right, Jason, take it away. All right. Um I this this is an odd call out to uh my Native American studies class I took in undergrad. Uh, yes. I'm going to go this with the Bering Sea because it perpetrated one of the biggest frauds in our history because that's not how people populated the Americas. <laughs> Jason on a soapbox. <laughs> Give it just, to just wa- me so I just want hard. It, I just want it known <laughs> that recent evidence, and not recent, recent, like within the last 25 to 30 years, like when I went to elementary school, recent evidence that like people predated the Bering Sea Strait in Americas by like 15,000 years. And. <laughs> It, it's absolutely not the like some people came over that way, but when they got here, they found the other people already living here because most most likely people came from the Polynesian islands and then took boats over um, because I, doing linguistic studies, they've been able to show that people long predated the uh, the Bering Sea Strait. So the Bering Sea because it's the best fraud. I do. <laughs> this is dang. <laughs> Add an I, eight seed too. That's what's I great. Absolutely. I don't the know about our Patreoners. Seat. I don't know about our Patreoners, but but this is the shit I subscribe for. Like, yeah. like this is this like, is a hundred percent. Like we're a we're a sports podcast. This is infinitely like I loved our sports talk that we just had, and I don't know why I'm way more amped about water. <laughs> like, I mean, it's so random. Why is this not a thirty-two seater? Like, it's at, at some point for an orange and oatmeal episode, we just need to drop crushed versus uh, cubed ice. Just one just, month, we'll just, just drop that episode it. for everyone. Well, we See, don't even yeah. need to redo it. We'll just pull the old. This is important. Here's the thing: so people can is that it's it's 2020 it now, and the the arguments actually shifted. So we do need to do it because it, it's cubed versus pebble ice is the is the yeah. debate now. Pebbles, yeah. pebbles, like nobody yeah. nobody does crushed anymore. It's all pebbled. By the way, another reason this this is a branch off a discussion I had with Kyle last night. This is another reason why Maverick gas stations here in Utah are the best gas stations because you can get both. Yep, you get you your get choice. Or, you can get pebble or cubed. Anyway, this is a different time for a different day, unless, of course, Kyle and I have an ice bracket, and we'll see. Um, <laughs> let's head to our 9 through 12s, Logan. Uh, I'm going to go small on this next one. So I've been going big. Now I want to go That's small. That's right. Let's go backcourt. 
I think Grand Prismatic Spring in Yellowstone is like singularly unique. Wow. That's amazing. Every photo of it you'll see, it looks like the camera screwed up or that someone like turned up their settings way too high and like the vibrance and the saturation is up. That's just how it looks naturally. It's it's incredible and it's it's one of our national treasures. Yeah. Like legitimately, I'm, it's not a joke. I'm glad I'm glad you did this and I'm not sure how controversial I'm being cuz I'm going with Old Faithful. Oh, okay. Ooh. I, it's it's probably not a body of water, but I feel like does you someone want to does someone want to argue that it's not a body of water? Like I'm ready to talk. <laughs> you know what? It involves water. <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> and that. it's not man made. I'm gonna call yeah. it good. It's a subset body of water. It frequently shows itself above ground. <laughs> it's faithful. I mean, if you looked that, underground, it would be a body of water, right? It's a pool. I'll I'll give you guys one thing about Old Faithful. First of all, like my in-laws, Yellowstone is their one vacation, so I've been there too many times. Old Faithful is one of the paramount tourist attractions of any location that is worth it. It's super awesome. I've been I, to yeah. Old Faithful like 20 times now, and I always love doing it. Like I look forward to it whenever I go to Yellowstone. Yeah. I, I, Grant, Grant, Grant P, incredible as well. I think it really, even like watching it, you're like, that's a giant oxidized penny, but it looks incredible. So cool. like, I, I went to Yellowstone for the first time two summers ago after living in Utah for quite some time. And we, we did a bunch of Yellowstone, like the northern, like the northwestern corner, and then we saved Old Faithful for last, like at dusk. And like, it was like watching a fireworks show at the conclusion of our awesome Yellowstone experience. It is true. Like, I would go back to the Grand Canyon or Old Faithful anytime you guys wanted. I like I'm, it a lot. I'm um, man, I, we, we were going to have a national parks bracket back in the day and I can't do it. I have takes. I have takes. P.S. Old Faithful's in Wyoming, not Idaho, just in case anybody's curious. Oh, and there are people who we can't, we can't have this talk right now. Yeah. Yes. Let's not, let's not, let's not divulge I've, this. I've yes. already been texted by my wife to quiet down because we don't want to wake the baby and it's late at night and I, we can't have the Yellowstone, Idaho. Come on. Anyway, um, <laughs> Kyle, you're at number 11. Oh, this is tough because I only have two selections left and there's several that I want to make sure get on this bracket. Um, I'm going to go with Victoria Falls. Yeah, good one. In addition to Niagara Falls, the Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe are just amazing. So that's my pick. I think I don't really have a whole lot to say because I think they kind of speak for themselves. And I think it would be a sham if they were not on this on this bracket. I I like that a lot. That's a that's a very class call out. I. Just noticed if this is a classic 16 seed bracket and we're not doing the mix up, Old Faithful is going against the Nile River, and I just want to see that. Let's do this 100. <laughs> oh percent That's so good. Like, you say it out loud, and I'm like shaking. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Victoria Falls. Let's move on. <laughs> Victoria and the Mississippi is kind of fun too. That's not bad. Anyway, it's kind of we fun. can't we can't yeah. do this right now. Um, Jason, number 12. Uh, you guys, I know this is my topic, so I should know what the rules are, but you guys are gonna have to call balls and strikes on this. Uh, I'm feeling like going with the Lambert Glacier, the world's largest gr- glacier in Antarctica. Uh, no, yes, 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 yes. We're talking solid water. 
Solid water. It's, I'm down because I, I had a y- thought to include a solid you, water. You allowed deal. me vapor. I will allow you solid. That is the <laughs> trade off. That's a good point. If we're including a geyser, we can involve a glacier. I'm so excited we're getting <laughs> to science topics on this show. I love this. <laughs> yeah. This is, by the way, the, like the when Kyle and I did that ice episode back in the day, this was the exhilaration that came from it. <laughs> was like I had so much fun researching it, and this time, yeah, it was my I, favorite thing. This is good stuff. This is this is uh, this is high quality content. I'm proud of all of you, Logan number thirteen. All right, so I wanted to go with the Homer pick because there are a lot of gorgeous bodies of water in the state of Oregon, where I'm from. But I kind of want to pick something here that has a chance to go up against the heavy hitters in the bracket, maybe uh, pull a couple upsets. So I'm going to go with a sentimental pick that I think a lot of people will enjoy. I'm going to go with Loch Ness. Ooh. That's very high on my list. That's very cool. I, I think I like Loch Ness that. versus a couple of the other ones we've mentioned. I, I think it could pull uh, pull a couple votes in, maybe get an underdog win. I love it. I I love it. First of all, it's the only of these bodies of water that has a crony. So that's, <laughs> that's a pretty big deal. Well, I mean, Amazon all, has a lot of snakes. Hey, all, the Amazon... Name another Sorry, lock. Sorry, not Amazon. I mean, I can name, <laughs> name a lot another of, lock. I can name a lot of lakes. <laughs> lock Lomond. I can only name one lock. Um. <laughs> oh man, Lock Loch Ness versus Mediterranean Sea is a fun one. Uh, <laughs> first of all, that's going to be a well attended game because that's close proximity. That's a really that's a, good yeah, central. Yeah, they're, they're cross yeah, they're yeah, cross town rivals. rivals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good regional rival <laughs> matchup. You're going to get a lot of fans to that one. That's really good. <laughs> Um, I love that one a lot. That's really good. Um, I'm just all about controversial picks during this. You said not man-made. You didn't say fictional or mythological. The river sticks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't and don't don't come up. First of all, okay, listen. It's it's it coming up against the Amazon. That is an iconic um, stout. Creature heavy, historically heavy. Okay, it is not the central border to the underworld, and we're coming. <laughs> we're coming. Oh, that's so great. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I've, I've been I've been sitting on that pick for fourteen picks. Just like, please, no one say anything. I'm, I'm losing layers of clothing on my. I I can't keep my sweatshirt on. It's too hot. <laughs> Hot, just fire takes coming through. <sighs> we have two more brackets after this. Um, Kyle, number 15. Uh, I'm going to go with a Homer pick and say the Great Salt Lake in Utah. What? I just. Yep. I'm calling it. Why? The I Great just, Salt I just, Lake. I just categorically disagree. It's the a salt salty. Sucks. It's a salty, salty. <laughs> sore eyesore in the middle of a desert nothing can live in it except for brine shrimp bad krill boats, boats have to basically like but you can't go out on it for very long because the salt just deteriorates boats so wickedly fast um it reeks to high heaven if you get out there and i'm picking it at 15 <laughs> see here's the i'm thing. so mad at you um Every every time there's a bracket, there's always like a Big East or uh, or like ninth ACC team that doesn't deserve to be in but is in because it's like why is NC State in this year? 
you know, they're, they're 22 and 12. They shouldn't be in. They didn't have a good year. This is absolutely ridiculous. It, it, and that to me is the great Salt Lake in this case. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> but I could see it going deep just to piss me off. But I think it's, it, I think it's the uniqueness yeah. of it. I'm, but because so, it's such a unique deal. Just to be safe so that, so that this caps it off. Uh, Jason, I'm just going to set this right now. If your last pick is the Gulf of Mexico, don't even bother coming back to the show. <laughs> I, before before we get to Jason, I have to say something about the Great Salt Lake. Um, other than that, it just sucks. Um, if you ever go <laughs> to Utah.com, as I have recently in order to do some work for a client that Utah. I'm doing copywriting oh. for... They have wow. this really snooty paragraph about how Utah's the best state in the whole world. And that's fine. That's their job. They're trying to get you to travel around Utah. But one of the things they say <laughs> is like, we're sorry. We know it's not fair that we're so great and we have everything you could ever want. But hey, Utah's landlocked, so at least it doesn't have nice beaches. And then parenthetically, no wait. Actually, it does. And it links you to the Great Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Utah? <laughs> I will say this: it's the beaches on the Great, great Salt Lake are not great. If, if you uh, want to travel somewhere however, for not, the beaches, not, not, I got not news great for you. is how you're labeling it. Not it's the Great Salt Lake. It is the beaches are not that dry dumpster <laughs> fire is what I would call it. But okay, how, however, how dare you can Utah. swim in the Great Salt Lake and it's really fun because like you don't have yeah. to swim; you just kind of yeah, float. Can't, can 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 and should are two different things, man. It's right. <laughs> oh man, I am I love Utah. I've lived here for over a decade. I, there's so many things to be said. I will say this: if if you were able to go like historically, Lake Bonneville was dope. Oh like, yeah, for yeah. sure. Ice Age Lake Bonneville, like give me some mo. But the, yeah, the GSL <laughs> not as much. Um, Jason, you have the final pick. In what's been uh, the greatest bracket, possibly in the history of brackets. So I, I got to hear what you got here. I I loved my pick until you brought out the River Sticks. Um, <laughs> so I'm going with the Gulf of Mexico. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I almost, oof, I nearly woke my son up. Oh man. Um, so oh, man. I'm going. I'm going with Yellow Lake, and you may not be familiar with Yellow Lake. <laughs> But let me describe Yellow it. Yellow Lake? <laughs> this sounds like you just picked a word to, to make a lake. Are you sure you don't mean the Red Sea? <laughs> Follow me here. I just did Yellow a lake. Google image search of Yellow Lake, and you know what? I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> is it? Is it? Does it look like a lake? A lake is it mustard? yellow? Okay. Yellow Lake. Oh, my word. Is a lake I'm super down with this. On an island called the Tall Volcano Island, which is in Tall Lake which is on the island of Manila, which is in the Pacific Ocean. Every, it's a, everything it's a lake. you're saying is a deleted scene from Moana. <laughs> like, this is amazing. It's a no, lake I, on an island in a lake on an island in the ocean. That's pretty cool. I, I do that's, like that. And it's bright yellow. <laughs> I don't know it looks that. like egg. It looks like egg yolk. It absolutely looks photoshopped. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Gosh, Earth is so I, awesome. I, I am looks, into the Yellow Lake right now. It looks like <laughs> all of the world's mustard water. You know that water you get when you don't shake your mustard bottle enough? That lake. Be be honest with me. <laughs> if if we got on mic and the first thing I told you guys to pre-record was last night I had a dream and I was swimming in a yellow lake on an island that was located in a lake 
on an island that was located in the middle of the ocean, what would your reaction have been? (laughs) I'd be like, Logan, you need to lay off the cocaine, bro. Like, (laughs) like you need to, you know what? It's time you be realist. Let's go back to talk about the river sticks. I keep looking at this lake and just expecting chicken ramen noodles to float to the top. Like, (laughs) this is cool, man. It really like, it's, it's really neat. That is interesting. Um, so your your final rundown of the bodies of water bracket, uh, the Pacific Ocean, Niagara Falls, the Amazon River, the Mediterranean Sea, Lake Superior. You know, what? I'm going to do something different because I actually think it'd be more fun when we announce the bracket to actually announce the matchups. So that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm cutting myself off. So in the 116 matchup is Yellow Lake versus the Pacific Ocean. The 215 matchup is the two seed Niagara Falls versus the Great Salt Lake. Oh, blow. <laughs> oh, out. the flummoxing. <laughs> like, oh man. There. Hold on. I just, I just Googled Yellow Lake Philippines because I realized the one I was looking at was in like Michigan or something. It's not that yellow. <laughs> it's was actually. I, was I looking at the wrong Google, one? Google Yellow Lake Philippines. It's not very, it's not very yellow, but it is. A lake on an island in a lake on an island, which that alone—it's pretty cool. I, I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool, and it is—it's—it's it's in. in Tall Lake, which is not spelled how you think it is, but it's still Tall Lake. Oh it's, man, it's—it's—it's yeah. it's, it's very I, cool. I'll give him that. All right, fine. Okay, that's good. Still win. That's still a thing. <laughs> uh, oh, the GSL dagger. Oh yeah, I'm excited to watch that one. <laughs> Beat them down. Um, <laughs> the three Amazon River versus the River Sticks at fourteen. Uh, the Mediterranean Sea at four versus Lake Loch Ness. That might be the most wow. underrated matchup of the whole thing. The classic five twelve matchup: Lake Superior and Lambert Glacier. Uh, the Mississippi River and Victoria Falls. The Nile River versus Old Faithful. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. And then the eight nine matchup: the Bering Sea and the Grand Prismatic Spring. Which That's is like an interesting, which one. is like like VCU versus Wichita State. Like <laughs> a lot could happen there. Um, that was Jason. Um, a beautiful cut of bracket. Great stuff. I had so that much was fun. very good. 